Yeah, eating people is so cute. <laughs> Sorry. Remember what the person. Adorable place setting. Hello. We're back again. We're back. So soon. You thought you heard the last of us. Right? Well, fuck you. <laughs> like, finally, they got pregnant and left. <laughs> Both of them. They were talking about it forever. <laughs> like, have the kid already. God, should I get off the pot? <laughs> Commit. Uh, right? Squeeze that baby out. <laughs> or, yeah. <laughs> Hi, Angie. <laughs> And I'm Jenna. And together. (laughs) We are the Crooked Twins. What? Jenna. That's not what. Oh, blaming me for your shit. (laughs) For my bad intros. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, this is Sitting Crooked. (laughs) The weekly podcast where we explore the uncomfortable. Yeah. Weekly ish. Weekly Uncomfortable ish. -ish. And it's our one-year anniversary. Oh my god! Happy anniversary! Happy anniversary! Except it's... (laughs) (laughs) Give you a watch already. God! God, that was years ago. Well, it was a really nice watch. It was a really nice watch. (laughs) (laughs) It bought me at least seven and a half years. Come on. Oh man, we're halfway through. (laughs) Shit. Oh dear. Wow, a year. I can't believe it. Minus a couple of months. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it kind of makes me sad because this will be episode 38 and it's yeah. been a year. It's like, oh shit, we slacked off. It's a fiscal year. It's a, not a fiscal <laughs> year. <laughs> it's a paycheck. Never mind. We're it's not paying anybody. Year. <laughs> they don't pay us. <laughs> no one pays us. No one should. <laughs> oh, God. All right, so what are we talking about today? <laughs> well, I mean, given that it's our anniversary and mm-hmm. the first thing we started with, uh, because we so both of you and I, for some reason, associate Valentine's Day with cannibalism. Yeah. I thought we would <laughs> revisit cannibalism. Oh, I was so hoping you would do that. And not only is it cannibalism, but it's a woman. <laughs> oh, man. Hold the phone. <laughs> Hold the phone, alert the church elders, (laughs) it's a woman. Well, I've just, I've never really seen, like, any time that I've seen a woman uh, cannibal, it's always been, like, as part of a couple or something. Oh. You know what I mean? I've never seen just a standalone woman doing her thing, frying her meat. I have never considered that. That Woman, woman cannibal. Damn, what's her name? So her name is Catherine Knight. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she's born uh, October 24th in 1955. And overall, her claim to fame, as it were, is that she was the first Australian woman to be sentenced to life in prison without parole. Oh, wow. Mom's so, so proud. Just breaking that glass ceiling. <laughs> busting through. Aw. Good for her. Yeah, yeah. She's setting the bar high. 
Um, so I was super lazy when writing my notes. So everyone's name is pretty much shortened. Like I call Catherine Cat, and her mother Barbara is just Barb. <laughs> so now she's to me, she's Catelyn Stark. That's well, just... that's what I thought of too. I'm like, I can't see Catherine without thinking of like Cat. So Ugh. yeah. Um, well, that's so... just the series for me. Spoiler alert. <laughs> You're welcome. Anyway. <laughs> So like any any good uh, you know killer, she grew up in a super dysfunctional household. Mm-hmm. So her mother Barb had a husband Jack, and they lived in a super small town called Aberdeen, and they had four boys together. And oh. then her mother Barb decided uh, decided to live an adulterous life, and she cheated with this coworker guy named Ken Knight. And he had, like, a super fancy family. They were really well-respected and uh, respected and super conservative and stuff. So their affair ruffled all the feathers, and everyone was so pissed off at them. And it was, like, the scandal. So they ended up just skipping town. Oh, as you do. Yep. And Barbara left her sons behind her, two with her husband and two with her uh, sister. So Barb had four kids with Ken her her new uh her new bow mm-hmm. uh which included twin girls one of which wi- would be Catherine Knight in 1955 oh. oh she's a twin she's a twin she's the evil twin <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> uh yeah so she she was the evil twin absolutely mm. so when cat was 4 jack her original like her mother's first husband um, he died, so the two boys that were living with him came to join her mom and Ken in the family. Um, Ken was an alcoholic who was extremely violent and extremely intimidating and used this to rape Barbara up to ten times a day. Ah, uh, the good twin? No, Barbara was the mom. Oh, God, I'm lost already. Okay. <laughs> um, and she told, like, Barb would tell her daughters intimate details about their sex life all the time and that she hated sex and hated men. Uh, uh, and later uh, in life, Kat would call her because she was upset that one of her partners like forced her into something sexual she wasn't comfortable with and her mom was like, whatever, do it, just suck it up. What? <laughs> okay. Yep. Um, so Kat herself was sexually assaulted by many members of her family oh. until she was 11 years old. And she really only had two relatives that she actually had a good relationship with and loved. And that was her twin sister and her uncle Oscar, which just made me think of Arrested Development. (laughs) 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 Instantly, Uncle Oscar. Oh my God. (laughs) But he, in 1969, he committed suicide, which just fucking devastated her and that same year her family moved back to um her mother's hometown of Aberdeen so growing up in school she was considered a loner and a bully she um assaulted a boy at school with a weapon um she was injured by a teacher who was acting in self-defense on multiple occasions and she never learned to read or write and she dropped out at 15. However, she did manage to get a job as a cutter at a clothing factory. Oh, I thought you were going to say a butcher shop. <laughs> and left um, for her dream job at a slaughterhouse. Hey, there it is. <laughs> where she was quickly promoted and given her own set of butcher knives, which she hung above her bed, quote, 
So they'll always be there if I need them. Oh, you know, for that random cow that that saunters into your bedroom at night. <laughs> no! <laughs> I'm gonna get you! <laughs> yeah. Moo, bitch, it's wake-up time. <laughs> Moo, bitch. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can just picture, like, a mobile with knives hanging from it. There's like subtly clinking against each other. Oh my god. Oh dear. Oh. Um, so yeah, so she always kept her knives by her bedside, and that's something that she would do throughout the rest of her life. Oh. So we're off to an awesome start. Perfect. Yeah, knives over her uh over her bed forever (laughs) and always. Yes. So in 1973. She meets David Kellett, who was a heavy drinker, and she just fucking dominated the relationship and pretty much jumped into any form of violence that she could. Like, if they were out and he got in a fight, she would step in front of him, fists up, ready to just pound anyone out. Wow. Yeah. So in 1974, they got married, and Kat actually demanded that they arrive, both of them, uh, to the ceremony on a motorcycle. David was extremely intoxicated, and before the wedding, Barb, good old Barb, gave David some advice. Quote, you better watch this one, or she'll fucking kill you. Steer her the wrong way or say the wrong thing, and you're fucked. Don't even think of playing upon her, she'll fucking kill you. Oh. Yep. And on the <laughs> on the wedding night... She tried to strangle him because he fell asleep after having sex only three times. <laughs> How she, dare you? You she piece wants, of shit. She wants what she wants. I don't know. <laughs> um, so marriage was super duper fun. She once, while pregnant, burned all of his clothes and shoes and then hit him so hard with a frying pan that she severely fractured his skull and he only survived because he managed to stumble onto the lawn of the neighbors and they called the police, but she convinced him not to press charges. Yeah, I guess. And the reason that she got so angry is because he came home late after a darts competition final. Well, fuck man girl needs to get laid three, four times a night. (laughs) How dare you be throwing darts and you should be slinging that D. (laughs) (laughs) Throwing darts when you should be laying pipe. (laughs) Yeah, that's the one. That's that's much better. So in 1976, which was just after the birth of their first child, David left for another woman. And the next day she was seen walking in town uh, in the street with a pram. And she was like, violently pushing it and kind of thrashing it from side to side. Fuck. Yeah. So people called the police and got them involved and she ended up getting admitted to a hospital for several weeks. And right after her release, like the next day, she took her two month old and placed her on train tracks when a train was expected any minute. Oh my God. Then she left, stole an ax and threatened to kill several people in town. Um, and this guy in town, cause it's a really small town was, who was known as old Ted apparently was foraging near the train tracks and he happened to see baby Melissa and he did save her. Good um, old Ted. good old Ted. 
And she was, Kat was admitted again to the hospital, but she signed herself out the next day. And then a few days later, she slashed a woman's face with one of her knives and demanded that she drive her to go see David, who had left her. Oh, my God. Yeah. So this woman that Kat was basically uh, holding hostage managed to escape when they stopped at, like, a service station. But then Kat took a young boy hostage, like, under a knife. And at this point, the police arrived. And (laughs) I love this image. They disarmed her with brooms. (laughs) (laughs) You bad cat. You get out of here. (laughs) Oh, my God. So she was then admitted to a psychiatric hospital where she told nurses that she had intended to kill the mechanic at the service stop because apparently he worked on David's car when he left town. Um, So she's going to kill the mechanic. And then when she found David and his mom, she was going to kill them both. Holy Christ. The police informed David of this and he and his mom decided to leave um, and move (laughs) back to Aberdeen to support Kat. And her and David got back together. Oh, man. Yeah. So she was released under her mother-in-law's care, and they moved uh, to a new area, and she got a job at Dinmore Meatworks in 1976. So she's back at work with the knives. Oh, my God. This is such a bad thing. (laughs) Like, how did no one see this coming? Well, her mom did. She just didn't care. (laughs) She warned him. Um, So, yeah, Kat was released. And then in 1980, they had daughter number two. And then four years later, Kat left David. And then she, I guess, like, was renting an apartment or something. But she ended up hurting her back and could no longer work. So then the government gave her funded housing so that she could live by herself back in Aberdeen. And then she started her uh, relationships with a string of new men. Oh. So in 1986, she met David Saunders, a new David. Oh, my God. All the Davids. All the Davids. She was insanely jealous and would constantly throw him out and then beg him to come back and then throw him out and then beg him to come back over and over and over again. And in 1987, and this is how you know it's in Australia. In 1987... She cut the throat of his two-month-old dingo puppy in front of him. Holy shit. And that was uh, a warning slash threat of, this is what I'll do to you if you ever cheat on me. And then she knocked him unconscious with a frying pan. (laughs) Okay, so this is like Tangled meets Australia. (laughs) Oh my god. But how happy is that first David? Like, David number one must be so relieved. (laughs) Like... He's probably too drunk to notice. <laughs> Who knows? Aww. But man, this lady loves her frying pans. Yeah. Um, so in 1988, she has daughter number three with David Saunders, David number two. <laughs> and then number she... Three, David number two. <laughs> she bought... She ended up buying a house. I guess she went back to work. So she ended up buying a house and she decorated it like ceiling, walls, and floors with animal skins, horns, skulls, rusty uh, animal traps, machetes, pitchforks, leather jackets, leather boots, and much more. And apparently, like, no spare inch was covered. 
like uncovered. What the fuck? What? She should start an interior decorating business. <laughs> a very specific <laughs> kind of interior decorating business. Hey, man. Depends on where you are. I don't Call know what it... the Australians like to do. But <laughs> well, design untrapped. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Oh. So at this point, her and David number two are still together somehow. And in an argument, she hit him in the face with an iron and then stabbed him in the stomach with scissors. Fuck. He survived. Fuck. And went into hiding, uh, leaving his daughter behind. But then several months later, he came back to try and see his daughter and check up on her and found that she had gone to the police and told them that she was abused and she was really scared of him. So they granted her, what the hell is it called? An apprehended violence order against him, which I guess is kind of like a super restraining order. Yeah. Okay. So that's David. 1990, she moves on to the first of two Johns. (laughs) John Chillingworth. She got pregnant again. Chillingworth. She got pregnant again. And then after three years with this John, she had an affair with another John, John Price, and left John number one. John number two had three kids, and apparently they all loved her. Why? I don't know. She had, like, a break in her violent streak, and her and John number two were doing super well, and the kids loved her so much, so he decided to ask Kat to move in, which was all, like, happy, dandy, no animal skins on the walls, and, um, but when she, when he refused to marry her, the way she got back at him was she went around the house, and she found random objects and videotaped them, that he supposedly stole from his work, and then she sent that video to his boss. Holy fuck. So he worked at this place for 17 years, and he got fired because of this. Jesus. So he kicked her out. Um, and in February 2000, this is where the fun starts. Yeah. So February 2000, so this is after a series of assaults, she stabbed him in the chest and he survived. So he ended up taking out a restraining order on her. Like on his way to work, he just casually stopped by, picked up some milk, got a restraining order. And when he got to work, his coworkers were, he told his coworkers like, guys, if, if I don't come in tomorrow, it's because Kat fucking killed me. And they were like, well, dude, you should not go home. Like you can't go home if that's the case. But he was afraid that if he did go home, that she would do something to the kids. Like, so, eat them? Like, cook them and eat them? Kill them something, hit them with a frying pan, I don't know. Um, so he <laughs> was just super worried. So, like, despite their advice and their concerns, he did end up going home. Mm-hmm. So he got home and found that she had sent the kids for a sleepover. And um, earlier that day, unknown to him, she had videotaped all the kids making like weird narrations when she like stopped to pan in on each kid and later the court and like everyone involved in the case interpreted this as like a really loose form of a will like the way she was making comments so (laughs) she did that she picked up some new black lingerie 
Uh-huh. And she arrived at uh, John's house while he was sleeping. So while he was sleeping, she watched TV for a bit. And then she woke him up for sex. They had sex. And he fell asleep. Okay. As you know, she does not like it when men fall asleep. After <laughs> Watch out, Thomas. <laughs> so skipping ahead to 6 a.m. the next day. A neighbor was super concerned because they still saw John's uh, car in the driveway. And John did not show up for work. So his boss and coworkers were super fucking concerned. So they sent some people out to go like check on his house and check on him. So they kind of did like the, okay, what's going on? So they did a walk around the house, kind of like knocked on the windows, that sort of thing. And then when they got to the front door to like knock again, they actually noticed that there was some blood on it. So they called the police. 8 a.m. the police arrive and they broke in to find John very dead and Kat was like comatose from taking a shit ton of pills. And from like the blood evidence and the evidence around the house, this, this is what they found to have happened. So Kat and John had had sex and he fell asleep and she stabbed him in the chest while he was sleeping. He tried to like turn to turn on the light before running to escape. So he did end up running and she just like chased him around the house. He managed to make it like down the hall, down the stairs to the front door. He managed to open the front door and take a few steps outside and she dragged him back in. Oh, that's like uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre style. Mm-hmm. Oh. Guess how many times she stabbed John? I'm going to go ahead and say 53. Okay, well, my number seems really shitty after that. 37. <laughs> eh, it's still a good number. <laughs> 37 front and back, and they were all so deep and forceful that they completely went through his internal organs. Oh, well, I guess she knows where to strike. Yeah. And how to strike. And when I first read that, I was like, well, yeah, obviously. And I was like, well, actually, no, there's a lot of hard tissue and bone and stuff protecting our vital organs. Like, if you stab someone hard, it's likely to get stuck in the body. So the fact that she, like, pulled it out and re-stabbed that many times, 37 fucking times. That's insane. So she went into town and withdrew $1,000 from John's bank account. Uh-huh. Came back to the house. And this is several hours after he had died at this point. Cat skinned him and Ooh. hung his skin from a meat hook in Ooh. a doorway leading into, they called it like a lounge room. I'm assuming that's like a living room or something. <sighs> in like, they had like just one of those big archways. So she hung a meat hook there and hung his skin on that. Oh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> oh god mate (laughs) mate um decapitated him oh my god cooked part of his body parts and like served it as part of a meal like she put it on the plate and everything all fancy gordon ramsay would be proud with um baked potato pumpkin beetroot beetroot zucchini cabbage among other things 
And she set the dining room table all fancy and it, they all had their place settings and um, a dish in front of them and whatnot. And she even went so far as to print out name cards with each of the children's names. Well, if you're going to do it, you better do it right. Like right? A grand fucking affair. <laughs> <laughs> the weird thing was that the police found that one of the like dishes that she had made, like the server served settings plate of food had been thrown into the backyard and they don't really know why the only thing they can think of is that like she tried to eat it and couldn't or something it's fucking raw (laughs) (laughs) this is no good oh my god you stupid donkey that's not how you cook a human shank Exactly. <laughs> Who's the Australian Gordon Ramsay? Uh, I don't know. Tell me. Steve <laughs> Irwin. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Crikey. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> this Sheila's out of control. <laughs> <laughs> It's all right, oh sweetheart. God. You're all right. <laughs> <laughs> Just like slowly stroking the back of her neck. <laughs> oh my god! How fucking uh, funny would that be if, like, there was a Steve Irwin version of like a police officer who like comes in and diffuses situations <laughs> like that? Oh my god! All right, all right. <laughs> you're all right. You're all right. <laughs> jump in the pool (laughs) jump in the water and thrash around as long as he as long as he like narrates the whole time she's really upset right now but she'll calm down in a minute (laughs) this woman stabbed 50 men (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna go in carefully (laughs) oh Steve Irwin (laughs) May he rest in peace. Yeah. <laughs> God, I want to see that so bad. <laughs> um, so, she, so she threw her meal, or one of the meals in the backyard. And when the police arrived on scene, there was still a pot on the stove with John's head in it. Oh. Uh, and, the, and the water was still warm. So they, like, based on, the stove wasn't on, but based on the temperature, they, like, were able to figure out that she had been cooking earlier that morning. Oh, was she trying to do boil the skin off? I don't know. Make she... a shrunken head? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> to put next to her butcher knives at her bedside? I don't know. Hang on her wall with her skins and her <laughs> other skulls? Keychain? I don't know. Ugh. Um. So yeah, they found John's head on the stove in a pot of water, and she had staged staged isn't the right word, like propped the body his body so that he had one arm kind of half hugging like one of those one and a half liter things of pop, like bottles of pop. <laughs> and his legs were casually crossed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there was also a handwritten note on the photo of John, which was covered in both flesh and blood. Oh. And keep in mind that she did not ever properly learn how to write or read. So her note is written with like grammar errors and spelling mistakes and stuff. 
<laughs> so I'm going to read it as it is written. Oh, yes. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so happy about this. <laughs> so on the photo, she had handwritten, Time got you back, Joe Hathan, for wrapping my daughter. <laughs> I sound like a GPS trying to pronounce street names. <laughs> but do it in Australian. You're the I, Australian I setting I, I on the know GPS. Do both. Oh, this is going to be so bad. <laughs> my dude. <laughs> <laughs> it just turned into Swedish. Deuter. <laughs> Deuter. Oh, God. God. <laughs> I don't think I can do both. Oh, my God. All right. All right. Okay. I, so, time got back, Johathan, for wrapping my daughter. You, t- you to back for Ross for little John. Now play with little John's dick, John Price. Okay. That that was the whole thing. Um, they think he was trying. She was trying to say that he raped her daughter, which was never like it. Everything that she claimed ended up being untrue. So they're not really sure where this came from. Ugh. But that's that's the note that she left. Good. Good yeah. for her. Yeah. So um, she survived her her little overdose like the good Sheila that she was. <laughs> and uh, she tried to plea not guilty. <laughs> oh, God. Um, in October 2001, that's when her trial was, she changed her plea to guilty but refused to accept responsibility for what she did. And she is even... Is that what guilty means? <laughs> <laughs> did I miss something? Like, is that just me being an ass? Or, like... I, yeah. Isn't I don't, that the I, whole. Okay. All right. I'm guilty, but I didn't do it. <laughs> I'm guilty, but I'm not responsible. Yeah, I'm, I'm not too sure. It was the Steve Irwin. <laughs> it was the Dingo come to avenge its baby. Aww. Aww. Aww, Dingo. <laughs> um, so uh, she even requested to leave during the trial when all the details of her crime were being read out. You did this, you skinned him, da-da-da-da-da. She requested to leave, which was denied. And then apparently she just got downright fucking hysterical when they were talking about the facts of the decapitation and the skinning. Um, So much so that she had to be sedated. Oh my god. (laughs) It's alright, Sheila, you'll wake up. You'll be in a new (laughs) environment, nice and safe. (laughs) Oh my god. God. I'm gonna have to trank her. (laughs) Oh, Australia, we apologize, but not really. <laughs> hey, if people get mad, then we'll just know that we have Australian listeners, which is pretty cool. That is, yeah, that is pretty cool. Yeah. Crikey. Crikey. Um, <laughs> so she was given oh, life in... What? what? Vegemite. Oh. <laughs> Tim Tams. That's all I end this with the Land Down Under song. The Rescuers? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Something about a Vegemite sandwich. Yeah. Men without hats. Or men with hats. I don't know. (laughs) Some with, some without. I don't know. You do you. (laughs) Yeah. Whatever, Australia. We don't judge. Except right now. (laughs) We judge all the time. It's true. So she was given life imprisonment without the possibility of parole. And the judge even made sure that a note was written um, on her file that said never to be released. Oh, 
In 2006, she tried to appeal and claim that life without parole was too harsh, but it was ultimately dismissed. As far as I know, she is alive and in jail to this day. Damn. Yeah. Wow. That bitch cray. So did they actually prove that she ate him? Like, did they did they ever pump her stomach? Uh, not that I'm aware of, because they can only, they've only kind of, like, speculated that she ate him, but she fully intended to serve his kids Ooh. his own meat. What's, what's, uh, what Shakespeare is that? <laughs> what, what, one of the Shakespeare's, Titus? Titus? I don't Lincoln? know. You would know better than I I don't know. I think it's Titus, where okay. he serves, like, his father, his son, or something. Something. Ugh. I don't know. Incestuous wow. meals. Somebody's going to correct me and be like, that girl has no effing clue. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, feeding your children. I mean, it's, you know what? If you want to be a cannibal, okay. But feeding your children human meat? <laughs> that's their, own, their own fucking father? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> At least you know where it came from. That's true. <laughs> you know the diet. You know it was free range. Ugh. Grain fed. <laughs> Vegemite fed. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, so that's uh that's Catherine Knight. Ooh. Yeah, I'd never heard of her before, and the more I'm reading this cha- this freaking story last night, I was like, what the actual fuck? Pause. Yeah. I but, like it. That was a good one. I wanna I wanna know more. <laughs> I wish I, she ate more people. <laughs> I want to know if that was the first time she did it. Because it seems like she... I wonder if that was her first time. Because oh, she yeah. planned it out really well. Or at least it seemed... The way you described it, it seemed like she planned it out really well. Like, she she, she knew what she wanted to do with it. But... Yeah. Or know. at least, like, if nothing else had been fantasizing for for a while. I mean, she kept butcher knives by her bed, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Well, you, you don't know what cows are like in Australia. Everything wants to kill you down there. I don't know why, but... <laughs> Like the Dude, idea... Have you seen the spiders? You probably need a knife that big to kill spiders. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, with that in mind, I can't blame her for that. But I'm honestly having a hard time picturing cows in Australia, if I'm being honest. I, I think they actually have, like, one of the highest exports of, of beef in the world. Beef? Quote, yeah, beef. beef? Yeah, beef. No, I was like, is it really beef? Oh. Just dingoes and kangaroos? Just people? <laughs> People's pet dingoes everywhere. Well, I mean, they started as a colony of criminals, so I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> That's sorry. true. Oh, we love you, Australia. We're all fucking crazy. They're going to be like, no. <laughs> you had your chance. You had several chances, and you ruined every one of them. <laughs> you mocked the great god, Steve Irwin. <laughs> Our lord and savior, Steve Irwin. <laughs> Rip in peace. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I don't know. And I don't really know why she felt the need to include the kids either. You know what I mean? Like, forcing the kids to eat their own father. Like, that's a pretty bold statement, as it were. But I'm not really sure what she was trying to, you know? Maybe she's just that shit. Yeah, that (laughs) could very well be. Purpose behind it, and she's just fucking nuts. Or maybe it's just like revenge after the fact like after she killed him and i'm gonna make your kids eat you yeah i don't yeah. know maybe i don't know if only she was literate enough to explain herself <laughs> we'll never know 
We'll never know. That note left us fucking nothing. <laughs> Just a penis. Just a little John or something. Just a penis and a doubter. <laughs> <laughs> but not a doubter's penis. No, no. That's wrong. <laughs> Just a penis and a doubter. <laughs> God. Episode oh, title. <laughs> yep. <laughs> We're gonna get in trouble. <laughs> if we haven't already, I'm ignorant enough to think that we won't. <laughs> there. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh. And I was just like, I was so far into my research, and then I found out that all this happened in February, and I was like, oh my uh, god, it's so perfect. It's like the perfect package. Uh. Yeah. Good. So, um, yeah, men, follow, don't fall asleep. Yeah. Have Ever. Tease your wife several times a night. <laughs> More than a few. <laughs> or up to ten. Up to ten. No less than three. Four. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever she, whatever her cap is. What kind of grade four algebra is this? <laughs> uh, less than ten, but no more than three. What? <laughs> listen. <laughs> All I know... Is that I don't know nothing. <laughs> All I know is that math is... Serial killers taught me so much about math. How's that? She's not really a serial killer. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop rambling. We don't know. Maybe she is. Oh. Maybe she is. We just don't know. Maybe those weren't animal pelts. I feel like she stabbed enough people that she should be by now. Yeah, like, just by some freak coincidence, the number of times that she's stabbed people in the chest, in the heart, in the stomach, and they've all fucking survived, I just, I don't understand. (laughs) Something about Australia. And their hearty men. They're just so used to, like, spider bites, just, like, (laughs) biting chunks out of their body. They're like, what? (laughs) They've just developed an immunity to puncture wounds. It's oh like when God. you try and stab a marshmallow, it just kind of like back. <laughs> oh, until it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. That's why she had to do it 37 times. Cause oh she's like, God. you know what? I failed the last three. I'm going to make sure that this happens. That's the level of intelligence we're dealing with. I, yeah. <laughs> I stabbed a marshmallow 37 times <laughs> and I still can't get it right. <laughs> <laughs> Practice oh, makes perfect. <laughs> oh, good. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. 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 <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh. People hate us so much right now. I know. Like, okay, you've you've ridden this wave at least six times. You need to let it go. And we're like, no. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Tell me what to do, you crazy dingo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, God. Should we just, like, do our sign-off in Australia? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, check us out on Facebook. <laughs> that was horrible. Oh, my God. It's better than mine. Mine ends up just being, like, an 80-year-old British man instead of a 20-year-old <laughs> Australian man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, I, I want to hear it now. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I can only do, like, words at a time. Like, one word at a time. I can't string them together. Or else okay. all hell breaks loose and the crocodiles are released. 
Oh my god, we missed the most obvious joke. What? We call that a knife. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> you call that a frying pan. Oh my god. Wow. All right. I feel I feel like the frying pan was just some sort of like foreshadowing to her cooking. I know, right? It's so perfect. It's like when you dissect a short story and you try and find symbols. Yeah. The frying pan. Like, oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. But I want to know what happened to all her freaking kids because she had so many all over the place. Well, I'm sure they got far, far away. Let's freaking hope so. Oh. Maybe she just bred more of her weird dingo slicing blood. Oh, Jesus. All the buffet. Something about an Australian buffet. There must have been so much blood in that house. Because they started upstairs. And oh. then he ran through the house, went outside, came back in. And then she skinned him and then hung his skin up elsewhere, then decapitated him. But when did she bleed him out? Because she must have done that at some point, too. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Because she's a butcher or worked at a butcher shop, right? Slaughterhouse. slaughterhouse. So she Uh, must know how to butcher. I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know either. (laughs) Maybe she didn't give a fuck. Maybe she's just like, yeah, that carpet that your mom gave us. (laughs) Decorating. (laughs) Take it. Take it. (laughs) I'm going to paint the walls. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. Then cover them in animal pelts. Good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, if you want to hear more terrible accents, you should check us out on Facebook. Yes, you should. And the other one we do. And the other one we don't. Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Send us your hate mail to... <laughs> Sitting cricket podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, good. Good.